There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com. It is Drive Live, NLT and I with you until 7 o'clock, and it is Drive Live Talks uh, now. And this afternoon, our guest, as ever, is Ludmilla Malabar. Drive Live Talks Legal. That's what we're going to be doing now. Questions for 001, you can uh, text that way, the old school way, if you are new school. And I'm desperately trying to catch that up. You can download the app and text us for no money. Or if you'd rather call... Really old school way, 423-1010. Here's a question for you, Ludmilla. Nice to see you, by the way. Sorry, I was uh, just miles away. Uh, Good to have you here. Um, My rent contract expires end of January 2018. My first year renting this property. Uh, By when does the landlord have to inform me if he's increasing my rent? The RERA index does allow it, this person says. Can I refuse the increase if he misses the deadline to inform me uh, of an increase? Um, sure. There are two parts to it. By when is it's 90 days before the expiration of the current lease. And uh, and obviously there's an element of um, and any kind of increase is only allowed if the rear index allows, which in this case sounds like it, it is allowed. However, January 2018 is still a few months away, so I would recommend to check the um, uh, the rear index as well closer to that date because it may be that um, the, the rents will have changed by then. Uh, and and the, and the question is whether uh, whether you can dis- you, whether you can disagree with the decrease if the landlord uh, misses the deadline. Yes, you can. By law, you can do that. Also, the way the law is drafted is that the landlord, in order to be able to avail himself or herself of of this regulation to allow to increase uh, the rent as as per the rear index, must one. Uh, submit the re- uh, the increase or the request increase within 90 days and two the parties have to agree so it is also possible the tenants may not want to agree and if the tenants are n- do not agree then the landlord unilaterally cannot increase the rent that will obviously that will lead to a stalemate or a conflict that will, can only be resolved by um, by the rental court but in in practical terms is there's still a requirement for the parties to agree and uh, however if the increase is within the allowed rear index obviously the court will will hold in favor of the landlord but it's just for the landlord to manage their expectations that it's not an automatic right or it's not a uh, basically an automatic um, implement impl- implementing right it's interesting because i found myself in this situation Ludmilla. it was um coming i think we'd heard nothing from our landlady for for months and about a month before the contract was due to expire, we're like, we've not heard anything from you. What's happening? What's happening? And they decided to increase the rent. <clears throat> it was within the index allowance, the rear index, but it was less than 30 days notice. That was the first time we heard from them. So, you know, as you say, we, ha- we had the law on our side, but it was a process. In order to do that, we had two options, really. We could have moved out or we could have stayed in and paid the same, but we had to go to quite a a, a lengthy process to get that sorted. Correct, and this is and this is also it's a very important comment to highlight that it's it's always a process. It's law just is is it's it's basic only exists on the books. It does not by itself going to make things happen. So if any party wants to either object or wants to act on something, they need to make a, a affirmative actions to 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 do that. So in your case, if you wanted to dispute and the landlord wanted to continue to insist on the increase then you affirmatively have to dispute and ultimately potentially even go to the rent committee to argue your case um, so but 
the comfort for for parties who feel that they're on the right side of the law is that they will not be like in your case, Natalie, for example, the landlord has no right to just come to your door, change the locks and kick you out just because you refuse to pay the increase. Even, for example, if they were within their legal right to and have given you the right, uh, the right notice at the right time and the increase was allowed. Uh, and even if you were in default, we see many cases where tenants, for example, are clearly in default by virtue of, for example, not paying rent. And even in that case, is just because the tenant is in is clearly in breach, the landlord does not have the right to just show up at your door and close and and change the locks and and kick you out. So nothing physically can happen without the court order, and that's very important to highlight because there's a lot of there's a lot of obvious, obviously obviously uh, grievances or concerns or or, or um, worries and the people experience whenever they receive these kind of notices or communications from parties because they feel that all of a sudden they may be kicked out or all of a sudden they may r- lose a right or, or so but um, just like in any other jurisdictions it's the law of the uh, the it's the land of the law and therefore anything that will um, that will ha- the can happen has to happen through the court systems. It's, you know, it's one of those things, isn't it? I always feel like landlords get a real bashing. Sometimes it's fine and reasonable, but it's not always the case. Not all tenants and landlords are created equally, I suppose, are they? Here's a question. I'm just looking at this. If your rent contract expires end of January 2018, you need to be informed of an increase, if that's going to happen, at the end of October 2017. The RERA index is updated, I believe, annually, and it usually happens sometime around about the middle of January, or it has the last couple of years. Well, there have been also discussions of updating the index a lot more frequently. Sure. And um, so it's just, and it's one of those things also, The there have been announcements that the index will also be a, uh, more refined, and that is that uh, unlike the current index where... Uh, it's the, the index is set up by locations or by by geographic um, um, areas versus actual buildings. Mm. Uh, so the there the, there is a process in in place where RERA is refining its index to actually grade buildings per building or quality of the buildings. So then of itself <coughs> is also going to impact. Uh, obviously, how the how the rear index is is populated and how frequently it's updated. Uh, but um, you know, the only lesson I can or the only uh, advice I can offer is that you just be vigilant, stay always informed, and don't assume that just because, for example, rent is uh, is is uh, allowed or has increased today, it will be the case also in the next uh, uh, in the next four or five months. Pat's text in and says, hi guys, there's so much inventory out there, negotiate and move. Pat the American, he says, that's what I did because, you know, that's an option too. Uh, Absolutely very valid comment and... uh, and this is, and I'm surprised, in fact, that we're not seeing more of this in the in the market because there's a lot of in industry, uh, there's inventory right there, and so it is actually a good time for tenants to negotiate. But I will tell you from practical experience, I'm surprised that the rents have not really reflected that yet. So, and it could be just for for also practical reasons. People find it a lot more a lot more difficult to move uh, than to just to try to negotiate with the current landlord, and they continue to give in perhaps into these kind of increases just so they don't have to go through the expense and the and the emotional distress of moving. It was also for us a catch twenty two. We didn't get the notice of the rent increase until thirty days, and then it was too late to give notice. So we were kind of stuck in a position where we kind of had to work out how we could stay. But but as as Pat said. 
there are, there's so much inventory right uh, right now that it's surprising that landlords even want to or are asking for increase. I think it'd be mm. a lot more, uh, uh, kind of in the long term, in the long run, it'd be more commercially reasonable for them just to, to appreciate who they have right now and, and just uh, you know, maintain the status quo. Drive Live Talks legal. It's property at the moment. Ludmilla Yamalova is here. If you have a question, it doesn't have to just be property related. Uh, but, of course, that's one field of expertise that Ludmilla has. We're going to tell you about this survey in a few moments. New research out. Dubai rents at a three-year low. That's the headline. Is it time to move to a bigger house? We'll tell you where you can move next. This is Drive Live with Natalie Lindo-Taylor and Tim Elliott. It is Drive Live. Drive Live. Talks legal. Three times it is. So let's talk legal with Lamilia Malava, who is here with us this afternoon. Said to you just for the break, uh, Dubai rents at a three-year low. Time to move on to a bigger house. It's a local media report today. It's based on a CBRE market view report. Uh, for the third quarter of 2017, Dubai's average rentals have declined by 1.5% from the previous quarter. Some variations, they do note that, uh, but basically rents are down. You can get a, a one-bedroom apartment in some areas, uh, Barsha South, for example, at 36,000 dirhams a year. That's wow. what they say, which seemed a reasonable level to me. But I've got to say, I look at this and I think, well, that hasn't applied to me. doesn't apply to anybody I know. Uh, Ludmilla, what do you think about that headline? I agree. We, um, we deal with a lot of people, not necessarily always clients, but so we get data from a number of people who are looking to, um, to move kind of on the back of, of these news. And uh, still, the rents tend to be to sort of stay more or less where they have been for the last several years yeah. it's true there's more inventory and there's more and i think a, a lot more of this inventory stays in the market a lot longer but we have not seen rents drop that low in, in practical terms um so but it's it, but if it is happening uh, then it's i think it's good news because um uh, more affordable rents um, allows you know, for this place to be a lot more affordable and therefore allows people to have more disposable income uh, to enjoy other um, other uh, other parts or aspects of living in Dubai, which mm. obviously can be quite uh, inaccessible. Well, average prices. Sorry, I'll just I'll just give you an example here of uh, average prices in Dubai. According to this research, uh, below seventy thousand dirhams a year for a one bedroom, two bedroom. Less than 100,000, they're saying, these are averages, this is a report, an average three-bedroom, these are apartments, goes for under 140,000. That's a three-year low, according to this data, this research. Those, those numbers sound great. I, I know for a fact we have a number of clients right now that are looking for one bedroom, and the lowest we've seen in, is, is more around 68 70 yeah. for one bedroom okay. but again if this is the case this is great news and i hope that it'll spread spread across and more people will be able to benefit well it's assuming you can find these things there may be one or two there but i mean if you get them for that price is another matter i suppose as well you, i mean i i just think no, yeah, i just don't see that i have a know? friend looking nearby and he um has quite a specific requirement he wants a villa and we drove around there and we looked at villas with him and there were lots of empty ones, lots and lots of empty ones. But people weren't prepared to lower the rents despite rents falling everywhere. So you have lots and lots of properties who are owned and the, the landlords are saying, no, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. So there, there's one that he's had his eye on for six months and they won't budge on the rent. And you just think, well, OK, 
you've missed out on six months' rent here. This is someone that would have paid you, um, you know, however much the villa was, and you missed out on it, and it's still empty. So even if they reduced the price a little bit, they still wouldn't have missed out on all that money. It's, it's I just will tell you in commercial terms, and this is obviously a very rough approximation, that every month that goes by, any sort of increase in rent it just disappears. Every month that goes by where property is unrented. It just it raises any sort of increase. So therefore, it's, from a commercial standpoint, I, I don't understand why landlords allow for their uh, properties to sit on the market for for much longer. But I we deal with this all the time, <clears throat> including dealing with clients who refuse to, uh, to lower their rents for that very reason because they believe that the property is worth more than what they're being offered. We do have a few property texts in. Of course, mm. you can ask Elude Miller any legal question. She's pretty much capable of answering them all for 001 or via the free messaging app. This one's from Khan Lude Miller. It says, my landlord is insisting I sign an ad and saying that next renewal, the tenant agrees to pay a 10% increase or as per the rear index increase, whichever is higher. This is in lieu of allowing current renewal at, at existing rent. Is this enforceable by the landlord, um, seen as they've given 12 months notice in advance? And can I still go to RERA at the next renewal? It's a great question, though it's a multifaceted. Number one, uh, very important to highlight that a contract cannot be amended unilaterally. And in this case, the landlord is asking the tenant to sign an addendum. Well, an addendum is an amendment to a contract. And that addendum can only be effective if both parties agree to it. Uh, the landlord cannot unilaterally force an addendum or force the tenant to sign an addendum uh, because, legally speaking, that's just not that's not how contracts are executed. So, therefore, you're not legally required to sign an addendum, uh, nor should there be a reason for you to do so. And now. As a as a related comment, if you do sign any new agreement. Uh, except in this context of, of rental increases. Whenever you sign an agreement, obviously then you cannot then later rely on a different the terms, maybe perhaps different terms of a previous version of that agreement, because once you've signed a new agreement, usually it's, uh, depending obviously on, on how it's, it's drafted, but usually logically that new agreement supersedes the previous agreement. So therefore, if you do sign a new document, just be mindful that you might not be able to, in most cases, you may not be able to rely on any other document that you previously signed that kind of would relate to the same topic. Uh, now, in the context of, of um, rent increases, it's somewhat different because the law allows for or sets out a framework uh, under which uh, the regulating the, empl- uh, the uh, tenant-landlord relationships. And parties cannot really deviate from that uh, as long as that deviation takes away from the tenant's rights. So, for example, in this case, if um, you have a clause that says the contract is either non-renewable, the lease, that is, is either non-renewable, or that we have the right to increase rent by uh, either 10% or whatever, great, or if the rear index, whichever is greater. Well, neither of those two terms in, are, is enforceable under the Dubai rental law. And the two terms in, in specific terms is one regarding the increase and then two non-renewability non, uh, of, of a contract. It is because under the current version of the Dubai law, a, a lease contract continues to renew from year to year on the same terms um, as the previous version unless parties agree otherwise or uh, unless uh, there is a, an, uh, an allowable rear index increase uh, and the parties are 
served um, advance notice of that increase. Otherwise, the contract continues to renew from year to year to year. Therefore, any contracts that include a clause, and I will tell you, majority of those of contracts or lease contracts still include this clause, that this contract is non-renewable, while that particular clause or term is not enforceable in court because the law does not allow for it uh, to be enforceable. And parties, and this is a general premise that applies in most other jurisdictions, uh, parties cannot contract around the law. So you cannot change by, by contract, you cannot change the law uh, as long as it basically takes away the rights. And similarly, with regards to the increase, the rear calculator only allows for the increase up to a certain whatever, well, I guess the rear law allows for the uh, for the increase to be within the rear index. So therefore, if you have a clause in the contract that says that a, a landlord is allowed to increase the rent by more than that, once again, that's in conflict with the specific language in the law, and that clause will not be enforceable. Um, so it's based on, kind of to sum up the answer to your question is, Number one, you don't need to sign any addendums. And number two, because of the specificity of the Dubai rental law, even if you were to sign that addendum, it would not be enforceable because RERA index would always apply and the non-renewability would be ineffective because every contract by default continues to renew on the same terms. Okay, Khan, there's an answer for you. The answer is no, so don't sign it, and it will not stand up in a court of law, even if you did uh, sign it. Questions for Ludmilla Yamalova from Yamalova and Pletka. Legal uh, questions today, Drive Live Talks. That's what we're doing. 4001 via the free app if you want to call. you want to talk to Ludmilla directly, we've got another 10 minutes or so to talk. 423-1010 is the number. This is Drive Live. Get in touch with the show. Text us on 400 one. Drive live. Talks legal. Our guest today is Ludmilla Yamalova from Yamalova and Pleska. We have quite a few questions to get through, Ludmilla. Faisal, we have just talked about this. How much advance notice is required for increased rent? It's 90 days, isn't it? Um, we have another question in who says, no name on this one. I have rented a villa in Sharjah. Real estate company is in Dubai. The contract is signed in Dubai. Are we under Dubai laws? Um, in terms of rent increases or charger, and do the same um, laws apply? The, the laws of the land where the property is located apply to to that property. So in short, if the villa is in Sharjah, it would be the Sharjah law that applies, irrespective of where the contract was signed or the jurisdiction uh, that the contract refers to. So it is possible, for example, this contract will say this lease is under the jurisdiction of Dubai, uh, but that particular clause would not be enforceable because all real estate is um, subject to the laws of the particular uh, emirate where it's located. Okay, another one says, Hi guys, we have a restaurant business, the contract, the rent contract is signed with one of the big developers for five years. What is the law if we want to pull out due to bankruptcy? Well, it's a very complicated question and there is, um, there's a new bankruptcy law that was introduced early in the year and um, it's it's possible to ask for some bankruptcy protection but sounds like this may not be the case here because that particular law would apply in particular or I guess it would be more more applicable or more relevant to those businesses who want to restructure their businesses versus just closing down the business. Uh, so, but in relevant, relevant practical terms for a restaurant um, that, um, that, that is going under, under uh, through bankruptcy, uh, there are legal 
issues and there are practical issues. Legally speaking, if you, um, um, you may be able to terminate the lease with advance notice if, for example, the lease allows for it. But in general, if, it's in, if, the, if the property or the restaurant is in Dubai, the same Dubai rental law will apply. For now, there is no difference between uh, corporate or, uh, or office rents versus residential rents. The same law applies, though there, are, there is talk about introducing different kinds of laws. But for now, it's the same one. There, therefore, if you want to terminate your lease early, you would still have to give the, devel- the developer or the landlord advance, t- advance notice as per uh, the lease agreement. Now, th- doing that, however, uh, does not necessarily relieve you of the obligation to um, either pay a penalty, uh, and that usually is determined by, uh, by contract, or, or pay some kind of compensation to the developer, for example, for, once again, early termination of your lease. Uh, but in relevant terms, if there is, for because we have seen this before, where especially in uh, uh, commercial contracts and longer contracts, the landlord will ask for post-dated checks, for example, in advance or in the payment in advance. So you will have already effectively paid rent in advance, and now you're trying to ask for a refund. And the developer will, or developer or the landlord will tell you, well, we're not refunding it because you signed to five years, now you're terminating up to two years, so we're keeping your rent for the rest and um, the remaining uh, th- five years, so the remaining three years. Now, under the UAE laws, and if you were to take this, for example, to the rent committee, the rent committee could, has the right in most cases as courts do this, they curb the amount of compensation uh, that happens in, for example, a breach of contract. And that is usually compensation is awarded uh, on the basis of actual loss so or actual damages. So in this case, the developer would have to show that they were not able to re-rent this property and therefore they have actually uh, lost uh, the value of this rent in order to avail themselves of the uh, amount of rent uh, which they are holding uh, to in in um, in exchange for the early termination, uh, so there is a recourse under the law. In other words, to try to get a refund if you've already paid in advance, uh, but it would require going to the rent committee. But in this is more of a le- from a legal perspective. Now, from a practical perspective, and this is a much more nuanced and a much more sensitive issue, and that is one of um, of checks, because in most cases, landlords still require post dated checks for leases, and in particular, when you have a five year lease, they will require leases. Uh, a check for the remainder of the for the entire duration of the lease, which presumably means that you will have signed all these undated checks for the remainder uh, for the full uh, length of your lease. That is a lot more difficult to deal with because every check is um, is considered as a separate legal uh, cause of action that's unrelated to the underlying, let's say, contractual obligation. So, therefore, in practical terms, the landlord can say, "Well, we just we uh, disregard your comments about wanting to terminate early and and requesting a refund, and cash those checks." And um, and obviously, unless. Um, if the ch- if the checks bounce, then there's criminal sanctions um, associated with that. Uh, but but and it's it gets very complicated because then you could bring a case again uh, in the civil court and argue that they were not entitled to um, the amount of uh, of those checks because the checks were uh, linked to a contract and the contract was terminated early. But once again, legally, it is very complicated because first of all, there'll be bounced checks perhaps, or or at least you will have 
honor the checks, uh, the checks, and then file a separate case in the court trying to get a refund for that amount. So it's, in practical terms, very, very difficult to unwind. And this applies to most um, ba- businesses that are going through bankruptcy. So my recommendation is a very complicated topic. I'm trying to be very succinct and, and, and say relevant things in, in, in sort of simple terms. But generally speaking, if bankruptcy and renegotiating any long-term commitments is difficult, so my advice is just try to achieve some kind of a commercial settlement with the other side because it would be much more beneficial for for you obviously and try to convince them that it would be also beneficial for them but just manage your expectations okay Ludmilla final, final question we only have a minute left but this one no name on this one it's a complicated case and um, my friend was forced to resign on the pretext that her performance was bad and she was intentionally given a bad rating by her supervisor and put on performance improvement programs the HR of the company only acted as post office and never investigated the discrimination claims and asked her to resign um, can she now go back and challenge her forced resignation Yes, in short, yes. So what happens here is uh, she's been uh, constructively dismissed. So even though she resigned, but she could cl- she resigned. Obviously, she resigned for these reasons because she was put in a position where she was basically forced to resign. So there's a concept under the UAE law, which is very similar to so many other laws around the world, which is called constructive dismissal. And that is when somebody resigns only because their working conditions have become intolerable, that and that does not constitute voluntary uh, resignation, but rather constructive dismissal. So. So in this case, as long as there's documentation to show that she was unfairly treated and these performance uh, programs were unrealistic and um, uh, unfair and uh, perhaps even were not part of her original uh, employment responsibilities, therefore she could show easily that this was a constructive, she was constructively uh, dismissed even though there was resignation. And in that case, she would be able to claim what's called arbitrary dismissal of up to three months of a full t- full salary and in most cases courts do grant in particular in these kind of uh, cases do grant the full three months of arbitrary dismissal Hyland Miller sounds like you have a bad throat keep up the great work and do take care of yourself says Axe thank you it's very kind which is nice and rather brilliantly somebody today has created uh, a weird kind of slightly bizarre portmanteau of your name which is Lumilaba well I've been I called like Luda Miller L- well that Luda Miller that's mm, yeah that's it's kind of a ludicrous that would be your rap <laughs> name <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have many different names <laughs> to match my different personalities. Ludmilla <laughs> Yamalov has been with us from Yamalov and Plethka. As always, big thank you. Appreciate it. My pleasure. There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com.